Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station Travel Show. Today, we welcome back Glenn Burroughs. He is a family history expert, a tour guide, and owner of Norfolk Tours in England. And today, he's joining us to talk about mixing business with leisure, or is it leisure? I really don't mind, but it basically, if you're going to do business and you're going to travel, you might as well have some fun doing it. Exactly. He's got an article about this up on blendradioandtv.com. He's also got one about how actual tourism entities like hotels and lodging places should look at being open to more business travelers and how to accommodate them. That will be in our upcoming Success Express business magazine. But when talking about what you can do as a business traveler, it having some fun in England, uh, that will be in our upcoming sta uh, Vacation Station magazine. Most importantly, go to Glenn's website. It's norfolk-tours.co.uk. So welcome back, Glenn. How are you? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. A bit chilly over here at the minute, but we're all fantastic. Thanks. I heard that's a little frosty. Yeah, Snowman's bit, coming to visit. White. Looking out of my dining room window, the garden is all white. And it's not oh. snow, it's just frost. But there you go. Oh. Are you feeding the birds? The birds oh, yes. need I've been help. Out there doing that. Yeah, all good. Oh, that's good. Now, you know, so is it pleasure or leisure? Tomato, tomato. Are we back to that again? <laughs> it's this word. I, I, as, as I put in the article, I think it just should be called making the most of your business travel. That sounds much nicer. I know. It, it's really because if you're going to do business, I think pleasure, when they said don't mix uh, business and pleasure, whoever came up with that term is wrong. I think, you know, if you don't have fun and, and they've even proven in, uh, you know, just even looking at a team working on a project in business, if the team don't get along together and have some kind of activity whether it's pizza in the boardroom, whether it's going out afterwards for some fun. If, you know, a, a team doesn't get to have some fun together, they don't get to know each other. So therefore, they don't have those relationships to pull you through the thick and thin in a business. Exactly. I mean, and, and if you look at it as, as when you're talking about business travel, why not have, have the, the team away days, which they do, but you can you can mix that in with, actually mixing with the people who you're going to meet with because mm. if you're going to go abroad to have a business meeting with another group of people why not actually get to know them mm -hmm. you know, exactly because and you know we do, we do business with people we don't do business with another business we do business with people you know Absolutely. and and i think that well i i know the only reason that I stay connected with you and Nancy is I like you as people, you know, if I didn't well, like good, you. Well, good, we like you as a, as a person yeah. too. But what I'm saying is if I didn't like you as a person, I wouldn't work with you. You're right. So that's what it's all about, isn't it? Mm -hmm. it, it is true. And it's, it's goes within a team within the company, but it also extends out, especially if you're going to England to do business, uh, you might want to go and find out more about the culture. You were talking about that the last time on the show. Yeah, exactly. And I think you need to go in the store, go find out what, you know, English tea is. What is high tea versus 
bloaty. <laughs> you don't have bloaty. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, go find out about, and also that could be a, a talking point when you go out to meet, you know, potential clients and, or clients already go, yeah. okay, I really don't understand. What is this high T thing? Can you teach me about it? Exactly. It opens doors because you're willing to learn. Yeah. I mean, if say, for instance, you, you meet someone at a seminar and you say, well, can, can we meet for coffee? As, as a foreign visitor, you might sort of think, oh, well, I better go to one of these well-known coffee bars to go to. But instead of doing that, why not ask the person who lives there what little tea shop he can recommend? You know, yeah. a, a, Miss, a Mrs. Miggins tea shop, you know, or whoever they might be. You know, instead of going to these big multinational companies that actually haven't got anything to do with where you are, why not go and see Mrs. Miggins, who actually makes her own cakes mm -hmm. in the back of the tea shop, you know, and mm -hmm. then you're actually learning about where you are. Mm. So in England, let's talk about what you can experience. I mean, conferences, I know there's the big hotels, the brand hotels, and they serve yeah. a purpose. However, I know <coughs> you're very much like there are different options. Tell yes. us a little bit about, and for those listening, you'll have to read Glenn's article and see the photos, but behind you for those watching you've got this it looks like a castle what is what is yeah. that because that could be like a, a a meeting place right yeah this is this is actually a, a conference center and it is it's just outside cambridge they've got loads of different sized meeting rooms in there so you know you've you've got the big meeting rooms but you've got small meeting rooms more intimate ones you know for 10 or a dozen people or even just two or three people and and that is a massive conference center just outside Cambridge. All the accommodation is on in the outbuildings around the courtyard. Um, and the the place is, is set in acres of grounds designed by Capability Brown, mm -hmm. you know. So it's it is actually uh, what used to be a, a, a stately home, you know, one of these great big houses that had were owned by a big family. Um, it's now owned by a part of Cambridge University, and it's oh. used as as a uh, as a conference center, as a meeting place, mm. and that that is absolutely beautiful. Mm. You know? So you and, could go outside of the big city because yes. a lot of people people just go immediately to the city, you know, land in the airplane and take a taxi or I don't know Uber, whatever you do, a rental or a shuttle to your hotel. And then you turn around and leave and you have not seen anything about England no. or maybe you've, you've gone to a pub in the city. So maybe that's it. Yes. And this, I mean, this particular So you place, can't say you've been to England. <laughs> well, not really, can you? You've just probably been to another spit and cardboard hotel, as I call them, um, with a, a, a bed. A hotel I didn't say room. it. <laughs> uh, no, well, I did. I can't help it. Um, you know, these spit and cardboard hotels have got bedrooms that are just like rabbit hutches and you don't know where you are when you wake up you could be in dubai or you could be in england or you could be in america whereas if you wake up and you look out of your window at that building you know that you're not in america you know mm. you know that you're somewhere different and you know when you're walking around i mean just what i don't know a quarter of a mile from that place is a lovely little village pub so you could just walk down to the village pub in the evening and have a point with the locals, you know, in Cambridge or in, a, in any city. I'm not knocking Cambridge. Cambridge is gorgeous. And I'm, if you come to England and you don't go to Cambridge, you're mad. But anyway, 
if you go to Cambridge, you know, you're in a, a city centre, you know, so you, you've got a different, I don't know, you've, you've got a different type of people who are in the middle of a city to who you are in the village. If you go mm. to the village pub, you're going to meet local village people. And, you've and got maybe to be hear some to... music. Well, you, you know, very often in a pub, you'll find someone who, who starts in a whatever, playing a piano or, or whatever, playing his guitar. You know, I mean, I remember I was in a pub once several years ago now and I had my American visitors with me and we were just sitting there. It was a very cold evening and the fire was roaring at a gorgeous fire. And this old bloke came in with his dog, his Labrador, and the dog was wet and he went and laid in front of the fire and the dog was sort of steaming, you know, the steam yeah. was coming off the dog. And the, the old boy brought the, the landlord a brace of pheasants. Now, that was just such a, an English scene. And my, my American visitor said to me, did, did you lay that on, prop, you know, for, for us? Did you, did you lay that on? Like, did, did I hire an actor? Yeah, yeah. You know, no, that was just what happens in a Country village. Country life. Park. Yeah. And that's what you get, you know, but but that's the sort of thing that I think that reminds me of Lord of the Manor. What was well, exactly? <laughs> but that's if you want to come and visit a, a place, you want to experience the place. Mm -hmm. You know, if I go to France, I don't order fish and chips. You know, I have what the French did eat. you did you eat the escargot? Of course, I I, I adore escargot. Oh. Do I you love, eat snails? I love too? to I love to sup up all the melted garlic butter with my bread. Ugh. You got a thing about melted butter. I, now it's a new thing with you. The melted no, uh, butter. I do love Ooh. I do love me butter. Oh no no <laughs> margarine for you. Oh dear oh dear. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you know we talk about the lodgings. So when people are planning the conferences to look at that. But there's yeah. people going over that their company has decided, hey, we're, we're putting you in the spit and cardboard places like you talk about. But yeah. that doesn't mean they can't add a day or two prior or after yeah. for their own or maybe uh, their family's traveling. So that's another thing to look at. And to if you can only <coughs> maybe just say, oh, I only can do one or two days because I still have to go back to work once I get home. Yes, of course. Isn't it better to get a guide like I'm, you know, I just got to give you a big shout out here because to me, you have one or two days in England. Are you going to research it and hope you're right and spend hours doing that? Or do you just call Glenn and say, Glenn, or email Glenn, I want to see these kinds of things. Glenn puts it together and takes you around and, and helps you. Yeah. I mean, that 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 has has been things that I've done. You know, someone have said that they are in Cambridge, for instance, for the, for a week, and they they've got a day off in between conference meetings, and they just want me to show them a good example of what's in the area. You know, not necessarily specific things, but they just want to have a look at something within the area. And yes, someone like I could do that. That's fine. I could do that sort of thing. Or you could do it yourself if you research local tourist information offices and things, because everything is on the web nowadays so if you've got the time and the inclination you can do it yourself but if not contact a local i'm, I'm calling oh. you because i don't want to yeah. drive on the wrong side of the road oh yeah that as well um <laughs> yeah, that that does make a difference but you know it it is it is something that you could do and i mean there's nothing worse is there than when you're on in a hotel 
you finish your conference for the evening and you go back to your room and you sit there and you're watching rubbish television in a spit and cardboard hotel. Whereas if you've got a taxi to take you three miles, four miles up the road, you could be sitting in a lovely country pub, having a proper lovely country pub type meal, drinking proper beer, talking to the locals. You know, so it's not not only the hotel you can stay in, but it's what you do when you're in there. Mm. You know, you know um, one, one of our big blend experts, Steve Piacente, is a life coach. Right. He's on our shows. And we were just talking about this because he always talks about tra- he's a world traveler. And, you know, he travels for work, too. And he always adds time out. And yeah. he always, in fact, he's, he's, I need to help him find a guide in Palm Springs because he's going there and he goes, I always look for a tour guide yeah. when he travels because he likes to take photography, you know, he's yeah. a photographer, awesome yeah. photographer. Um, everyone look him up on Instagram. He really does uh, amazing work. And he always finds someone he goes, because you're not going to be able to research all of it yourself time-wise, you know. It's mm-hmm. better to hire someone, say, I want to be able to catch a, a really good sunrise, or maybe it's Stonehenge at sunrise, maybe, yeah. you know, or sunset. I want to be able to do, this is the kind of photography I want to do. And he goes, it saves you so much time and money because, you know, especially if you can only add that one or two days, yes. you know, yes. that's I mean, my that, thing. That is, that's that really the typical what, thing. What I do, obviously, with with my my normal visit, well, I say normal, sorry, that's not a word I should use, probably. But my usual visitors who are interested in family history, I've already done all the research so we can nine times out of 10 walk straight into a churchyard and go straight up to the grave because I've already found it for them. Whereas if we were going to have to research where the grave is and then then actually go there and find the specific grave, it could take us all day. So. You know, it is all about making the full use of the time that you've got rather than sitting in that spit and cardboard hotel room watching rubbish television, you know. And eating hotel room service. Eating, eating rubbish, rubbish food. Yeah. Why not go outside? Why not, why not go to the local pub and have sausage and mash and a pint oh, of beer? You know, yeah. What could you want better than sausage but, but, and mash? But, you know, this is the other thing. You know, when we lived in England... Nancy and I are still like, why didn't we go to the Isle of Man? You know, our family history is out there. We have family history in in Hull and York and all these places. Yeah. And we were kind of, you know, we just weren't quite aware. Let's put it that way when we lived in England. But, you know, when we think about it now, even when we went back to England for a couple of days, I don't know, we, you know, we've done some different trips there, but never once did it really think how to you know get into your family history now it's a big deal it's something easier to do on the internet yeah and i'm just thinking it could have taken us one day to to get to wherever we wanted to go to see yes. our, our family history and yes. how many people are going to england on a business trip or a conference yeah. you know or traveling and just working digital nomads like we are to be able to go hey i got this spare afternoon you know, I heard that my uncle, great uncle so-and-so, you know, traveled here or did this. Let's go on a little adventure. Yeah, you exactly. Know? I mean, not being funny. I mean, England is not big. You know, you can go from anywhere in England to the coast, you know. In, See, in, that's my background, because honestly, if I'm going to do business, there's nothing like going out and calming yourself 
you oh. need to be centered. So oh, I want to go to the beach. <laughs> to, to, to stand on the beach and just having the water wash up to the shore and back again is so it's medicine. calming, especially it's medicine. on a shingle. I love a shingle beach. But anyway, talking about beaches. <laughs> but what I'm saying is England is so small compared to America that actually you can go anywhere within a couple mm. of days. You know, well, I could go from here to the north of Scotland in about 13 hours i think i drove up there once for somebody and you know that that is from one end of the country to the other you know so yeah if, even if if say for instance you were in london and you thought oh yeah but my great uncle served in the second world war in an airfield in mid the middle of norfolk well you can be in the middle of norfolk in an hour and a half mm. you know so, so you never know yeah you know why why not escape out of London for an hour and a half on the train, get get me to pick you up, or if you want to hire a car, then you know. But that's what I'm saying. England is so small that actually you can get anywhere in a reasonably short time. So even if you added a couple of days on the end of your holiday, you could get anywhere in England and probably Scotland and Wales, because we're all connected, and and have a look at somewhere different. Well, the, the other thing too is you know, people travel, I know you get a lot of people also from Europe coming over to England, right? Yeah. And, and especially good now because it, prices are down in England for travelers. So if you're looking at doing business overseas, that's a good thing. But I know that there's individual consultants going over for specialized industries. Let's put it like, like one example, England is starting to have wineries, which I never yeah. thought that would happen, but oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, but yeah. some of the people like in California, I know France is in your backyard, but maybe someone's coming from France to help you from Champagne or Burgundy and or in, in from California from maybe someone who like a professor from UC Davis, which is the place for winemakers and vintners. And I can't there's another big word that's out my head. So obviously, I don't know my wine as well as I think other than no, drinking just it. Drink but it. I just drink it. But um <laughs> I wanted to say oneologist, but I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyway, so they may go over as a consultant to help the wine, the wine region go, okay, this is the soil, this is, but yeah. that wine consultant is not going to go just to that winery. I know this part about wine. You want to figure out the, the terroir, the, the region, how, yeah. how, you know, maybe if the vineyard was on, planted on this slope over here because maybe the coastal air will help this all that stuff I really don't understand but it's cool <clears throat> so they're going to come over as a consultant but it's not just go directly to the winery and make an assessment and leave without understanding the, the actual region so if someone said to you hey Glenn I'm coming over I'm just using the winery as an example because it's cool. a new industry right that's yes. something that's happening in England yes. I'm coming over can you take me around so I can go look at soil, do soil samples and, you know, get an idea of the, the weather, all of that kind and the actual topography? Would you do that? Of course. I mean, I, I had a, a gentleman who actually lived in, I can't think where he lived. Um, it was a, a, a central European country. He wanted to relocate to England. Oh. And he, he liked East Anglia. And he said to me that he wanted me to find him a house. So I looked for a load of different properties. Um, he found some as well. 
and we had I think we had about four or five different trips over, over the matter of a four or five months uh, where he would fly over um, and I would take him around and look at houses and properties you know and that that was a really interesting thing for me to do but also it was really good for him because I could also then show him not only the house that he was looking at but the area you know and and so he knew what sort of place he was actually relocating to yeah um, you want to invest into a place that goes with who you are well exactly and as it is he, he has actually found somewhere and and um i know that he he was thinking about moving in early part of this year but i haven't heard back from him lately so i'm i'm sure he's busy doing all the all the stuff that he needs to do but you know um it is all about contacting the local people who have the local contacts as well mm. because you know if you've got someone over here who's interested in in winemaking or whatever then i actually know somebody who used to have a vineyard in norfolk um i know somebody else who grows fruit so you know they would be you helpful never know people. Well, exactly. They would be helpful people to talk to. I also know several brewers because we have a lot of small breweries in in mm. Norfolk. So, and well, in East Anglia, all and and here in here in this in this country, America is the the craft brew scene is yes. every corner is it's it's massive compared to yes. what it was, and it's something because the turnaround is quicker for yes. beer than wine and and yes, spirits. Obviously. So, yes. so they're able to do that and. And it's it's cool. I mean, and agricultural wise, it's it's pretty good. Yes. Um, you know, one thing I heard too is is also when the, the queen passed away, I was hearing all these reports of the merchandise, royal merchandise, mm -hmm. being this big deal, and even even things that had um, Prince Charles versus King Charles. All of this now, the value was a big deal. So I'm wondering about American companies trying to import this kind of merchandise, and if that's something still going on in England. What do you What do you think? Do, are people still avidly going crazy for what they can of what was made prior to the Queen's passing? That seems to be a big deal. Not so much. I mean, when I oh, was wow. young, when I was younger, I mean, coronation memorabilia and jubilee memorabilia were quite collectible but they're not collectible nowadays by many many people as they used to you know mm. um my children wouldn't think about it mm. um um they might the, i mean the schools will probably still give the children a, a coronation mug for charles's coronation next year um but I don't think it's going to be a big market like it was for like the Queen's coronation or even for the Jubilees, because the 1977 Jubilee, her Silver Jubilee, was a really big event. But actually, the Platinum Jubilee, I don't even know whether I saw anything on sale for mm -hmm. the Platinum, her 70th Jubilee. Oh, wow. You know, so it's changed. With, with, yeah. with Queen Victoria, there were loads of stuff for her Jubilees. Mm -hmm. But I think the the whole thing about royalty is has has gone completely different you know so yeah. but yes i mean from what you're saying is if an american person has got an idea for a business and they need to come and have a look and explore the market then that is the sort of thing business and leisure 
which you would work together on a tour. And, you know, that is the sort of thing that I could put together quite not. I mean, I had a lady um, over from the University of Hawaii, I think, and she was writing a, a new a thesis and she wanted to research her for her thesis, you know, different things. And I was able to take her to different places. I had a lady oh, cool. from the Canadian University who was doing a similar thing, who was researching a specific subject and she needed for her um, work in the university, she needed to look at specific things, you know, and I arranged her to look at specific things. I remember you having authors over too, yeah, like a, just a, a writer may come, rent yeah. a cottage, right? And then it's like, I need to go research this for my book, yeah. you know, yeah. that and, kind of thing. And, and like I say, you know, all I, all I do is just research what they want me to, to find for them. And then I put together the, the different tours. And, and that, cool. that is, yeah, I mean, that, that is, that's interesting for me because I, I learn loads of different stuff, you know, um, but it's easy for them because then they're not wasting time um, researching it themselves. And, you know, it's, I know this sounds weird, but we have done shows on, on the English language being different between England, America, Canada, South Africa. Oh, it's different. Definitely. I mean, you even said a term just before we started recording is the air blue. And I'm like, what? Um, the sky's not oh, yeah. blue right now. It's winter. But yeah. <laughs> it is in the picture. Then I found out when you explained that, I was like, yeah. oh, actually, that's pretty good. It's, I'm still, that's a that's a good term. I like that. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's about it's, swearing, people. It's, it's <laughs> anyway. about swearing, yeah. If, if if um if somebody is swearing a lot, we say that they're turning the air blue. They're, they're punching it. Yeah, it, it, it's that's a good term. But yeah. when when you think about doing research, especially when you get into older English files, oh my, I have no yeah. clue what you're talking about. When we yeah. look at like William Shakespeare, you have to go to school just to understand what Shakespeare yes. was saying. I mean, it's it's a different lingo and it's a different language, definitely. And you know where things are. That's the other thing. You could read something and think, oh, it's so many miles. It's only, you know, and that's something that gets me all the time as we travel. Oh, yes. You look at miles, but what the miles are versus what you think it's going to take you to get. There are two different things because of traffic, yes. mountain passes, you know, it, it's it it's two different things. So there's as the crows fly versus reality. Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, if, 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 if you wanted to come to England, for instance, and you were staying in, we'll say in, in London, and you said, oh, well, while I'm here, I'd like to go to Edinburgh. I would say, well, you know, Edinburgh is quite a long trip up north, you know. So if you want to go to Edinburgh, why not sort of go in, go to Lincoln and York on the way up to Edinburgh? Because mm -hmm. I know the layout of the land, whereas you wouldn't necessarily know that on the way to Edinburgh, you can go to Lincoln and York. Do know? I want to see it even, you yeah, know? Exactly, uh, yeah. What about, you know, the other, the single traveler, business traveler, digital nomads, we have a lot of those are consultants, yeah. but I mean, during the pandemic in this country, and I know it's still going on, we had a lot of traveling nurses and a lot of men and women, a lot of women out traveling around on their own, Yes, going to a new country, even though it's England, which doesn't feel like the big, scary foreign country, but it can be if it's your first trip, especially maybe as a very young beginning professional coming over to a country, I think it's good to have someone kind of take you around if you're going to be based somewhere for a little while, yes. give you the lay of the land to kind of sit like you don't want to go down the street kind of thing. Not that you have that like we do in this yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. And, but and that, you know. that is really important. In fact, I had a lady over from um, Tasmania 
Um, she was in her late 80s. Um, so she wasn't here for business. She was here for family history. And I, I was in correspondence with her daughter, who was also trying to help her to arrange all of this. And her daughter said something to me that, that sticks. She said, the thing is, she said, I'm, I'm actually trusting you with my mum. And I thought, well, yeah, you are, aren't you? You know, her mum was on her own. She was in her 80s. And this lady was trusting me to look after her mum for her. You know, so that, that, is, that is what it's all about, isn't it? You know, you need mm -hmm. to have somebody who you can trust. And, you know, if you are a young woman on your own, it would be nice possibly to be accompanied by a, a granddad like me. You know, just just so as you and know, everyone, Glenn is happily married. He's got grandkids. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's got children. He's been on our show for years. We can vouch for Glenn. <laughs> well, exactly. But you know what I mean? It it is it is all about you know how how safe are you in mm. in these in these circumstances? If you were on on your own, I mean, when my daughter was at university up in Nottingham, you know, she used to come down on the train and go back on the train, and then she had to get from the the train to the bus and then from the bus to her accommodation. Mm. And obviously that's a worry because, you know, she's a young girl on her own in the city. Whereas if you actually thought about it and you were coming over here for a week or a fortnight, you know, you could have someone like me who would be a chaperone for you, you know, and actually take you everywhere from door to door and mm. be there for you. And it, just even getting to Heathrow, oh my God, like yeah. getting, I mean, navigating Heathrow is one thing. <laughs> well, getting to the right one. <laughs> to yeah, the right, yeah, right. You, you know, know, there are five, there are five <laughs> terminals, you know, it, it can be a headache. And yeah, I, I want someone to pick me up and I do not want to try and drive a rental car from Heathrow no. into London. I don't, no. I don't want to do that. I'll be like, I know somehow the double decker bus will be staring at me and I'll be staring at it going, yeah. I'm in a tiny little rental car. You're a double decker bus. But right. I think everyone has to go on a double decker bus once. Come oh, on. Yes. They're fun. Yes. You've got to and sit at the top. You've got to be of on course. the roof. At the yes. top, at the top of the front. You've got to. It, it <laughs> is iconic. And you've got to go in a telephone booth. And I want to see everyone's telephone booth pictures. You, okay, you still have them, right? You still have so a many. few. Not so many because everybody's oh. got everybody's got one of these things, haven't I they? I know, but you've got the yeah. iconic red telephone booth. I know, Those... but that's still about, but not so much. Ah, oh. and when you go to Buckingham Palace, you still don't mess with the bobbies. You can still like talk talk to them, and they'll just ignore you. The yeah, the, the guards don't talk to people. The Is it the bobbies? That's not the bobbies, right? No, That's no, the, the guards. The, the guards. guards. The guards right. don't talk. The policemen will talk to you. Yeah, uh, you better. And they do carry a little bobby club. So that's a difference. <laughs> it's got a truncheon, dear. Oh, dear. No, that's a little bit heavier. <laughs> but, you know, well, we have guns in this country. So I think yours is a little safer. You know, just yeah, saying. Yeah, but, you know, it's um, when you when you just think some of those iconic things still being there, it's you should do at least one of them just for the fun of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and th that is the whole point about getting off the beaten track. You know, if you're in the middle of London, yes, you're going to see Buckingham Palace and the Tower of London and the telephone box and the Bobbies on the beat. But actually to, to actually get a taste out. of what England yeah. is really like, you've really got to go out into, mm. the, into the small towns and villages to get a taste of the real England. I want to go to the Lake District. 
Uh, it's gorgeous, really. And Beatrix, Beatrix Potter. Do you know Beatrix Potter? Yes, yes, I've been to her place. I oh, went when that... I was a little girl to Beatrix Potter land. Oh, I don't know what Beatrix it's called, but Potter. I mean, and I think we still have an article of yours up on Blend Radio and TV. We were talking about literary heroes and, yes. you know, Beatrix Potter. It was magical. There's like all these little hidden things, as I remember, in the forest area. Oh, oh yeah. I want to go back. All right, yeah, well, we'll the, see the you Lake, soon. <laughs> the Lake District is gorgeous. I, I love the Lake District. It really is mm. beautiful. Yeah, and here's the other thing, too. I've seen people, um, I was just saw this on Facebook the other day. Someone got rid of their house, you know, sold it or whatever, and mm. redid one of those boats to float down the canals in England. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And just to have boat. canal life and to park and be able to do the trails and walk the yes. trails. Yes. You know, well, so you that's can, the other you thing. Yeah. A, you can have a holiday on a narrow boat if you want. Which, oh my the, God. The, the narrow boat is on is the canal boat and then you've also got the locks that you have to go up the rivers you know to to get the right levels and that like so hyacinth want, bouquet if, yeah if you want a, a holiday on a on a canal i can sort that for you you know if you want anything if you want to stay in a little tiny thatched cottage in the middle of nowhere i can sort that for you so, you know. yeah, you come on a business trip again, you know, a lot of people adding that one or two days, sometimes you can do a whole week, right? But if you look at those quick things, can you go down the locks just even for an hour or two so you can have that experience? Because that's yeah. something like I look at that going, I want to go down the canals. Yes, of I want to do that. So yeah. they have that. Okay, so you could do short things that you like your bucket, some of your bucket list things you could yes. do. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it depends what part of the country in. To, right. as to whether there are going to be canals with locks on them because there's not locks on every part of the country right but you know that sort of thing you know if if you thought to yourself well i've always wanted to visit a real norman castle you know that would be easy to to source if you want thought i, I would love to go and visit a a ruined a ruined church yeah i could do that for you if you want to if you want to go and actually work with heavy horses yeah we could do that you know if you anything you know anything that sort of oh the Clydesdales <gasps> oh yeah that sort of thing I yeah, remember the, old, the Clydesdales oh the old heavy horses with the furry feet you oh know? You oh know? they're beautiful they're beautiful you know, just just think about what you think what what you see as England you know if you want to say right I'd, I'd like to go to a cricket match well obviously you have to go have to come in the summertime but you know, you could go to a cricket match if you want to go to a football match. And when we say football, we mean football, not your silly football with the big so padded soccer. shoulders. Yeah, yeah soccer. It, yeah, we don't have big padded shoulders for our football. Yeah. You know. Okay, what but, about golf? Because I know yeah, business golf. is also golf is a big deal. And now we have fist, uh, foot golf, disc golf, and foot, I don't know, golf football kind of things. And okay. disc, I don't know, there's all kinds of other things going. We've don't ask me loads. about it, but. We've got loads things. of golf courses from golf courses with, you know, surrounded a castle to golf courses all the way along the coast. So you're actually playing golf, looking out to sea. Um, you've got golf courses everywhere in England. So if you like golf, I could arrange you a golf tour, you know, mm. the, the world's your it's endless. Sorry. I said it's endless. It is. Of what you can do that's yeah, awesome whatever you want to do can be done really yeah i think a lot of people go to england also for the fashion industry because there's a lot yeah. going on in fashion you know yes. and and just you, i mean i think of london and everything it's like i always you know england was so 
on top of it, like New York, you know, New York yeah. and London being so fashion. Yeah. I'm not fashion conscious. I have no clue about it. It's like, if I put my shirt on straight, I'm lucky, but yeah. you know, there other people, that's a big deal is to go shopping. And yeah. that's the thing you go overseas, get something that's unique, not that you're going to find in the typical spit and cardboard shopping markets, exactly. <laughs> shopping malls. And, and also, see? also, you see, you can also buy things that are actually made here and not in China. Yeah. If you if you come with someone like me and you say, I want to actually buy some proper Marmite. clothes, you know, of Marmite, yeah. Um, but uh, funnily, you're talking about fashion. I actually know a, a well-known fashion designer. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I could take you to his studio with him and he could show you how he designs different things, you know. I know a bloke who who makes his own jewellery, you know, so if you wanted a piece of jewellery and you wanted to see it made, then we could do that. You know, that's what I'm saying. Just think about what you want. And it can be arranged. And that is that. Yeah. I mean, if say, for instance, say, for instance, you're you're a I don't know, you're a jeweller and you're coming to England to do a conference about jewellery, then why not meet some real jewelers who actually live in the country and make their own jewelry? As yeah, opposed everybody to may be going to the conference, but it's yeah. good to get out to actually the the exactly. smaller people doing the hands-on crafting that yes. you may not see. It may in- inspire you for designs. And if you go back in jewelry design, the Celtic symbology. Oh, yes. That's huge. Yes. I mean, I mean, England has it nailed for that. I mean, it goes back to, I mean, everything. Pre, prehistory we in in norfolk actually we had one of the biggest discoveries of um gold that were that was made sort of in prehistory um and if you look it up it, it's um the snettisham talk um and it was found in a, a little village in in norfolk and it was one of them great big rings that they used to wear around their neck of twisted gold and that it's in the british museum absolutely oh. amazing you know and these talks that they wore around their wrists you know just a plain talk just a single piece of metal you know some of them are absolutely amazing and they were done by people who lived in mud huts not in spit and cardboard hotels <laughs> oh man it, it, there's so much you can do everyone norfolk-tours.co.uk is the website to go to email glenn he'll help you out and also read his articles on blendradioandtv.com. He's here every fourth Saturday, but this December, it falls on Christmas Eve. So who wants to do business on Christmas, right? So you're supposed to be hanging out with family. So uh, Monday, it's, it's all on Monday. So uh, everyone take a listen. And thank you so much, Glenn. And happy holidays to you and your family. And to you. Yeah, lovely. Help Everybody have a lovely Christmas. And we'll see you. On the flip side, you will in January. Yeah. Yeah. See you then.